Alright, 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 you're back in the building. It's been a long time, it's been a hot minute, and today I got a, a good old friend. You go kind of, kind of back, like not like way back, but you know, back enough working at Coin.com Exchange. Now it's FMFW, and now we're doing our own separate little things, and now we're back here. So, got a chance to meet up with Stan in Dubai, and yeah. So, the reason I brought him here is, you know, first of all, to catch up with him, you know, and also learn a little bit more about what's happening in the crypto payment space because. I really want to know how we can get everyone to buy a coffee or crypto. You know, I'm tired of using my Visa, MasterCard. I wish I had an Amex card, but you know, I'm not a black card Syrian guy yet, but who knows? I think crypto can change all that stuff. So anyway, Stan, welcome to the Cryptocosm, man. Glad to have you. Hey, Marcos. Happy to see you. Thanks for having me. Very excited yeah. to talk with you today. It's a good thing to start Monday morning like that with a good, viceful conversation. Oh, right. I know. Oh, hey, look, I'll tell you what. I am super grateful to be in the crypto space. Just wake up in the morning, you know, like just like, you know, binge on crypto blockchain, you know, just just be in this industry. It's just such an amazing space to be. And hey, I, I'm just grateful to be here and just have this amazing conversations about how crypto and blockchain based solutions are going to revolutionize the Internet information money. And that's what the crypto calls about. And definitely you've been in base for quite a long time. So, you know what? Before we go into crypto payments, you know, what's on and, you know, maybe, you know, some insights about the crypto payments industry in general, I, I would want it, my other people on LinkedIn and other channels to kind of get an inside story or maybe your story, how you got in the crypto and blockchain space. So please, Stan, take away. So. Yeah, I think I'll, 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 I'll better share my story, how I got into crypto, because it's quite interesting and funny thing. Like it all started back in 2012. So I was nice. studying back then in university. I was studying in the National Aviation University in Ukraine. And my friend, one year older, he was working as a D designer in a local small studio after, after the lectures. And he discovered Bitcoin. So when he was leaving the job, he was turning on every single computer and launching Bitcoin core on them. And he was mining Bitcoin that way. And then at one point he came to me and I don't know, we were hanging out somewhere at the campus site. And he said like, hey, you heard about Bitcoins? Like, New, new form of electronic money and stuff and at the at the time he had like 0.8 or 0.9 something like that and I, I i didn't go into that back then i was like okay whatever it's just like another payment method it's like some i don't know visa mastercard thing transaction or maybe this is some like western union thing i was not even reading about it i was thinking oh okay whatever you can't even spend it there is no utility and stuff like that and then in five years after that, in 2017, when I was working in a small in a small startup, we were automating email marketing for it. At that point, we had a lot of people interested in crypto, a lot of people launching their first crypto startups. And that was like the ICO crates and was launching their projects, getting good funding and going to the market. And at the time, we also decided to create kind of an internal payment method for that startup. And we decided to build it on top of blockchain. So we created our own token. We went to the pre-ICO. We successfully gathered 1,200 Ethereums. I think at, at the time there was about 1,200,000. 1, it was like 100. Yeah, I wish <laughs> I wish I kept all of that in oh. my wallet since 2017. Oh, right. But it is what it is. That would yeah, be 30x. Yeah. Oh, you know, sorry, Stan, I didn't mean to, yeah, yeah. but I got to state this. You know, when you 
said that, part of me kind of hurt a little bit. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's what a missed opportunity. But hey, you know, it's I get it, right? It's it's a different different perspective, right? So of course we had we had to spend that money. We had to grow. We had to go to the road shows, to the conferences. We had to do marketing and stuff. But back then in 2017, I I was that crypto will be here forever. That crypto will stay no matter what will happen because there was so so many options to use it there was so much utility in that when we went to our first road show that was 2018 we went to hong kong singapore Seoul, and tokyo i met like probably 50 to 60 different projects in the hundred hundreds of people different individuals wow. investors people that were on early stage investing in crypto startups that it's forever because there was so much utility i remember guys were pitching something like blockchain drones post-service delivery someone was doing like blockchain and social media new style then someone was doing social media for risk reputation stuff like that and they had all so much different projects from real world using the blockchain technology yeah and uh, since that time like i've been working in a lot of places since 2017 i'm in crypto i was working only with crypto projects like we collaborated together with the bitcoin exchange right we collaborated Mm -hmm. together on fmv fmf.io and right now i'm in zonda zonda is one of the longest standing and longest operating exchanges in Europe. As you said before, we've been under the other brand right now. We're focusing on, we have four licenses. We are waiting for a couple of more to get. We're building new mobile app trading. But the most excitingly is that we are conducting the token sale right now. It's going in stealth mode completely. We just closed like 70% of seed round. We did not really announce it yet. We just posted like one or two videos. There's a big interest. Nice. So yeah, this year would be focused on closing the token sale and finally releasing two of our major projects that would be new mobile app and the new web front end for trading. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. So you, you're more than just a kind of crypto payments channel. You also got the inside that helps with the trading and stuff. So, okay. Interesting. Wow. All right. Uh, all right. Okay. That's okay. That's cool. All right. Let's dive. But it's also good to know that you guys also have, are trying to raise some funds. I think when you meant stuff-wise, it's just like early investors or some groups and stuff. Would it be open to say like the regular Joes and Janes out there? Yeah, we will. We will for sure, but only for private sale because the seed is closed. We have a little allocation left in the seed round for the lead fund that would be helping us to close the private. And of course, later on, we will be announcing the public sale, but for public sale, it would be probably, will be a lot of people wanting to buy our tokens because on public, we're selling only <laughs> 1 million worth of tokens and we have you know 50 to 100,000 monthly active users on the exchange so even if one of them will put like each of them will put one dollar we will close already like a big amount yeah, and if they easily. put like ten dollars the whole the whole public sale yeah. all right and hey, hey and not a not a bad problem to have not a bad problem to have especially Definitely. in this current you know what I mean like, it's interesting awesome all right so I, I, I want to get, get straight into payments because I think that is what that's I think it would it correct would it be correct to say that Zonda's main I guess unique value proposition is crypto payments would that be correct to say? I would say that our unique value proposition is that we are so we have two products it's very important to differentiate we have Zonda okay. exchange and Zonda pay Zonda pay is about payments is a gateway that allows let's say e-commerce store to accept crypto and withdraw in euro or vice versa and exchange is a typical centralized spot exchange 
Okay. And the biggest advantage of exchange is, of course, that we are in a couple of countries in Europe and we are getting yeah. licenses and more. The second thing I would say is that we have a good and reliant infrastructure for payments for exchange. And yeah. the payments is quite cheap. So I think that our fees for deposits and withdrawals, especially in fiat, they're one of the lowest compared to the other exchanges that are on the same markets as we are. And on the pay, it's it's connected to, to exchange and it's, it's one of the parts of our business. And one of the biggest advantages is that it's really easy to use. The payments are going quite fast and we also charge very little fees compared to other competitors. All right, cool, cool, awesome. No, thank you for, you know, like, you know, sharing one of the payment side and also the exchange side that's interesting but hey let, let's get into payments and yeah. one of the several questions you know a lot of people i guess would ask me most of these people are not your you know like your big corporate clients these are like you know answers like me or small business owners you know you know many people are really kind of curious about crypto you know i mean they have you know btc cash i mean there's also you know your your, your typical stable coins and if you talk like i'm friends with a lot of libertarians and you know anarcho-capitalists so they're all into like you know, privacy coins and stuff. So, but you know, the main topic is how to do, how to get people to buy coffee. So I guess one main questions is what would be the difference between payments and your traditional, you know, payment solutions like your Visa, MasterCard, Union Pay, American Express. So, I mean, what would be, I guess, your answer? So the, from, from my side, like my answer is quite simple. If you use crypto, you don't have the middle. If you use traditional, you always have a middleman for example if i want to send you right now i'm in berlin you're in dubai i want to send mm -hmm. you like dollars yeah. and i want to do it through the bank i would need to go okay if i have a good neo bank maybe i can do it online but usually no you need to go to the yeah. bank you need to do the wire and you will be waiting from approximately three to five working days to get that money so you wait a week to get that dollars maybe you wouldn't yeah. need that that in, in in one week right with crypto it's completely different it's processed from seconds to minutes usually from seconds seconds to minutes sometimes it might be hours but on very rare occasions i don't remember when that happened last time like three years ago nevertheless in crypto you just initiate transaction it's digital money by let's say to make it simple, the system does some mathematical calculations. It verifies the transactions. It puts it in the ledger and that's it. And then you get the money and we have the proof that the money is on the ledger and this transaction cannot be counterfeit or changed or whatsoever. So that's, that's you know, the biggest, the biggest difference is speed, of course. And the second mm -hmm. thing is that you're processing peer-to-peer. You're not processing like peer-to-business-to-peer, you know. All right, okay. All right, no, I, I think you... Uh... I think the main emphasis is that obviously not many you, you, you're removing the middleman out of this this grand equation but I, I guess I know it's kind of like a repetition but I maybe say if like you know like a like a like a like a like a small business owner or maybe like an individual would you know what to ask you about crypto payments what would be the biggest advantage advantage for a regular person to use crypto like you know to you know say like you know to, to do business than compared to using your you know your your visa mastercard and stuff like what would be like the one biggest advantage you would you would state like yeah as, as, as i told in the in the in the pre answering the previous question i believe that one of the biggest advantages is speed because you speed and no limits on the amount you send million dollars worth of bitcoin or usdt or whatever pretty quickly and you will pay for that transaction maybe a couple of dollars not more than that so mm, i think that is right. the biggest advantage that's one thing the second thing would be that it's completely 
secure and private. Like you are sending a transaction that is being added to the ledger. You cannot do anything with that. That's gotcha. already done. So I think there is also a hidden advantage here before the sellers that you cannot actually initiate the chargeback or refund. So there is less options for fraudulent activities if you are selling okay. goods or services online. And really I would add, you know, one of the one of the things is that it's completely autonomous and it's it's about freedom. Like you can accept mm -hmm. your money to your crypto wallet. You can use it however you want. You can send it yeah. to whoever you want and you will not have, you know, the issues like some sometimes you can have the bank. Like let's say you go for drinks in the middle of the night, you spend like a hundred dollars extra, bank is calling you. Is that your transaction or something? No, it's great for security. I don't mind. But it also shows that yeah. we are completely under control when it goes to money and banks. Sure. And you know, like looking at what what's happening with the governments and the CBDCs and stuff like that, it's it's a very it's a very frightening trend. I, I, I'm afraid of that. I don't want no. a government to control my life, you know. And I think that crypto gives that opportunity to at least have a little bit of freedom there. And also one of the things I wanted to add that one of the biggest advantages for individuals in the countries where you have a very bad currency or a huge inflation rate, like let's say, I don't know, Venezuela, Turkey, mm, right. Nigeria. In this kind yeah. of countries, people use crypto payments because they are less volatile than their currency. And I think right. that that is also giving an additional freedom to them because they can easily use that money. They can put the money, let's say, in stable coin, go to sleep, wake up next day, and they would have the same amount of money on their bank, on their crypto wallet. It's not like with the national currency that you can go to sleep next day, boom, 20% prices risen up and inflation hit you hard. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. I think not many people realize, I guess, the economic side. I think, unfortunately, schools don't teach this stuff, unfortunately. Or maybe purposely for very, for very good reasons. But that's a, that's a whole set of conspiracy. But I'm glad you brought up, well, uh, Turkey, Nigeria. I, I love that you brought up Nigeria because in relation to CBDCs, because I'm, uh, I don't feel aware of the last year, Niger the Nigerian government have brought up their CBDC. But the interesting thing is that maybe 80 to 90% of the population didn't accept it yeah. because the people over there for decades are they don't trust the government and you know even though the government has given a lot of how do you say incent a lot of incentives and benefits and all that stuff but a lot of people just went with BTC and maybe stable coins because they want control they want freedom which you just said I think that's but I think I'm, I'm just seeing it maybe in certain countries that are experiencing high inflation but who knows do you think this this example of Turkey, Venezuela, Nigeria, are they going to be the only examples or do you see other countries experiencing the same thing? Of course, like there. So I, I named those three countries because of the mix situation there. Yeah. Like, for example, Turkey has one of the highest inflation rates for the past year. And I think this year, I'm not sure if they've been able to brought it down because I don't think they were raising the stakes at their central bank in Turkey. So I think they've mm. chosen some weird approach to fight it. But nevertheless, let's not go into that because that's <laughs> one hour topic yeah, i think yeah, yeah. also <laughs> if you look in the like there are quite a lot of countries that are going well with the crypto adoption like i'm originally from ukraine and i can tell you that the crypto there is on an insane like you can go and yeah. spend your crypto to buy a tv in one of the biggest retailers that sells electronics in the country you can go Man. right now even to supermarket you can go and buy groceries for crypto in couple of supermarkets in the capital and i i, I read like a month ago 
ago, the stats on the crypto adoption, 12.7% of population, at least at one point of time, they had crypto. They either hold it, either invested or they dated with crypto. So one in April in the country of 40 million had the interaction with crypto. But also, you know, the, there was quite a mainstream topic and discussion about El Salvador like last year. I, I I did not read anything new from that part of the world, but I remember they were doing quite a lot of cool stuff for crypto, like mining with the volcano energy and selling bonds yeah. for that, uh, adding their national wallet and giving everyone 30 bucks in, in BTC to spread the adoption. This is cool things. Like yeah. if, if the country is going through instability, crypto brings, you know, a little bit of, let's say, hedge against the wall, of mm. course. In future there will be more and more countries using crypto morally because the, the economic situation in the whole world is not not the best right now no, no that's good no, no no thank you for being really honest about it look i think that is something we need and especially in, especially in this time with all this economic situation we have to be honest about it and how to hedge these risks it's not just you know us but also other people too and i think i think with the blockchain it's sort of like a truth-telling machine you know like you know what's happening and stuff so just just go back a few steps when you talked about crypto adoption and you know thank you for sharing about ukraine i think that's a really great example but i just want to go on a macro level because i i feel like for the, even with all this good news you know you know with the with with el salvador you know even also in the caribbean too we're also seeing also crypto especially with you know bitcoin cash we're seeing yeah, like yeah. in other countries like say here in dubai like they say a lot of people say it's a crypto capital of the world web3 capital of the world in some ways i kind of agree but but personally, for me, I also have to disagree too. I don't want to. I don't want to upset my fellow my fellow friends. But hey, look, if you can't buy coffee with crypto here, I think we have a long way to go. But I know that we are able to create a lot of a lot of activity and stuff, so which is great. But I still feel that crypto adoption is still lagging behind. The reason I state that is maybe less than five percent of the world is still has some access with crypto. I feel we have a long way to go. I mean, do you agree with it, or do you have a different point of view? And if you, if you agree with it, like in terms of we have a long way to go what are the challenges that we are facing in terms of crypto payments and crypto adoption so i do agree that we still have a long way to go because right now we are in transition from from being a commodity to becoming a instrument every day in real life instrument because right now most of the people treat crypto as investment as something that you can put money like let's say you're making 100 of money you spend some on real estate you spend some keeping money cash and some there in a little percent little allocation sure. you put yeah. crypto just to hold it just to keep the value and then sell it high to make money and right now we're going through this transition will, will people treat it less as investment and treat it more as an and we see it everywhere already you can pay in a lot of places with crypto yeah. then you can have a lot of real life cases like with proof of ownership like with nft tickets and stuff like that and this is this is quite and i think yeah. that this real world real life utility it, it, it will help to spread crypto and it will help with mass definitely that's cool awesome yeah yeah but yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're able to on these you know these challenges in terms of crypto payments adoption stuff but just let's let's talk about I, I, there's another question i think some of my friends were not in the crypto space you know you know many of them would ask me about like oh, they want me to kind of like walk walk them through how does this crypto transaction takes place what is involved like 
could, could, could you kind of give us maybe maybe a simple example, like how a crypto transaction takes place? Sure, but be, before that, I compl I completely forgot one point on, mm. on the question what I wanted to add, like on the how to the challenges, because I had I had this kind of conversation literally this weekend with my friend. We were talking mm. about the different different yeah. challenges that crypto and businesses that work in crypto have and how, how to them. One of the things I noticed, I read it on Saturday, that 75% of citizens, they are afraid to use crypto because they feel that this is insecure and they feel that there is a big amount of fraud and scam happening in the industry. I think this is the main issue for most of the companies. Why? Because imagine you are a newbie user, you know nothing about Bitcoin. You go to a website where you want to buy crypto. You're entering that buy widget, you put $100 to buy Ethereum, Bitcoin, something else, and you get that cryptocurrency. And because you don't know how to use it, you might easily lose it, you might send it to the wrong, you might add the wrong address for purchasing instead of Bitcoin, you can add something else and you lose your cryptocurrency. And then it would yeah. be very hard for you to re restore access to that money. And if you fail with your first interaction with crypto, more likely you will never come back to crypto again. You would think that this is some fraud and scam. But the biggest problem was that you did not educate yourself. And since I was working a lot as a head of support in different companies, I see that everywhere, any part of the world, any country, there are a huge amount of users that want to enter to crypto, but they don't really want to educate themselves. Either they don't want to go through the academies and lessons and stuff, or they just want to you know, buy crypto while it's on hype and make some money. So I think that one of the most important things is that we all as people that are working in the blockchain crypto industry, we need to continuously educate people and continuously educate ourselves. This is really important. If we will not know how everything works, if our users will not know how crypto works, they will they will have challenges with using that. It would be difficult to them to onboard and you know get into adoption. But yeah, that's just a little remark on the previous question. No, that's, for... no, that's a good no that's a really good point. And thanks for sharing that. I think I, I think the way I see it is like of course it's it's education, like you know, getting people, you know, to understand the stuff. But I, I think from my end, you know, someone from the marketing side, the the way I see it is we have a I guess a narrative a narrative or mess or I would say in a simple term a messaging problem. Like you know, getting the word out there and you know changing that perception because that's also another thing too. So I I, I know we got a long way to go, but at least it, I think compared to many years ago, I, I I remember like you know when I talked about crypto or you know talk about coin to people, you know people give me this stupid look, you know like oh this crazy look. So at least now you know this time it is much better. Like you know people are curious, but you know they just need more time to understand the stuff. But I'm glad that you know that that way has changed. I, I don't know if you, you remember the back in the old days, man, like I, I, I used to get the, the most weirdest looks like what the heck am I, am I talking about? So I, I'm just glad that you'll be out of that phase. So Yeah, me, me too. I completely relate. I 100% relate it. I know, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. People, I, I even saw like guys posting online, hey, I don't want to work in crypto. I don't want to work in like gambling or, or something like that. They, they add crypto to like very high risk, fraudulent kind of industry, mm. which is not true because there's so many real world cases and good things yeah. that are happening already in in crypto like if you look at a couple of startups that are doing like amazing things like real world utilities like tickets for nfts sharing the intellectual property rights through nfts yeah. and so on and so forth there's so many things but yeah this is something i'm also it, it's a separate topic i can talk about that for probably yeah. one hour <laughs> or even more because there are so many great examples in in our industry you were asking me about the, how the transaction 
works. So just not yeah, to... yeah. But in a simple format. I mean, just, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Talk, talk to like you're talking to someone who is yeah. just a regular person. They're like you know, I'm sure they may be curious about how Visa works, but just kind of give a kind of like a background. Hey, how this transaction plays. So so the difference between Visa, for example, transaction and transaction that is happening on on blockchain is that Visa is verifying and validating those transactions as a centralized entity through their product or through their algorithm that they have in place more likely it, it's all working automatically and only manual intervention is needed when it's something like a chargeback or something like that when it goes to crypto it's kind of kind of same input same output because what is your goal with doing a transaction you want to move a certain amount of money from one place to another right with right. crypto it's pretty much the same you can achieve that but instead of a centralized entity verifying your transaction you have a decentralized network of nodes that are connected to the blockchain and are validating and verifying that transaction so like to put it simply it's just it doesn't go through a visa technology it goes through a blockchain technology and that's pretty much it. okay cool no th- thanks for saying that uh, i think that's quite well actually how you know the difference between visa and, and just you know the bitcoin network how it works so thank you for that actually i'm kind of curious about you know zon and i guess the crypto payments industry I, i'm sure many years you know it's sort of like a startup kind of as a kind of kind of new but actually i'm curious about the future of the crypto payment space and i'm sure maybe there might be some new exciting improvements or maybe new models or new tech coming into play so what can we expect is there anything we, we should be looking forward to in terms of the crypto payments so from i will give you perspective from zonda as a company as a centralized exchange and i will give you some of my thoughts and thoughts on this sure. so from from zonda perspective first of all we are excited about new regulations coming into place we're excited about things like mika act being developed in that will help make life easier for all of the players which will include the virtual assetters like we are centralized zonda and also the end users so we are excited about that because we want to have a, let's say more sophisticated framework in place we want to have all the clear answers to the questions that we have to the government auditors and the bodies that are giving licenses for trading so we want to make it more clear more easy and more and we are actually we've we've chosen that we are going through the past where if we want to enter a country if we want to enter a region we're trying to get the license first there we are definitely going through all of the laws and regulations that are already active in that country to just make sure that we are 100% in the legal and of course we are excited the most about this secondly this is something that is both exciting for Zon and me personally is development of DeFi services so we see that DeFi was like insanely popular last year it was very popular 2021 like when in 2020 pretty much when all of the biggest decentralized exchanges were launched so we are excited about that in Zonda and that's why we are building the token so our token is the let's say the main player in the ecosystem and we are combining the DeFi elements on top of the centralized exchange so we will also give like the main DeFi functionality to our users like you can stake your tokens you can get liquidity pool tokens you can put that into farm you can get a good a out of that by just staking ours on the token right. and we will also add the voting we want to approach it in more like let's client centric way so we want to make sure that our community is also helping us with defining the path for growth for the whole company and the product itself. And from my sole perspective, like personally, what I really like is what's happening in the NFT sphere. Because 
this is a very good NFT gives you an option to mint unique pieces of something and it can be used in so many industries in so many ways like let's say you're going I don't know Ed Sheeran is coming to Dubai and you want to buy a ticket you can buy the ticket put it in your phone and scan it when you're going to the concert that yeah. would be nice and it's very easy to implement for example I the people that know me they know that I'm collecting vintage vines for example and I'm buying oh, those hey, wines okay. okay that's yeah. a great example because I have some friends who are who love wine but you know they want to you know sell wine or maybe some luxury item in a unique way maybe using nft so please go ahead i think that i think i think this example could make could connect other people yeah so like i'm buying wines i'm buying them online offline and so on but one of the services i use is called idealwine.com and they are you can e either buy or sell through auctions or fixed price and they have a technology i don't re really remember how it's called something like wine decks or or something like that so if you are selling some very expensive let's say good vintage like 30 years old expensive mm -hmm. bordeaux yeah. you can send that wine to them they will verify it authenticity and they will put a whole code on the bottle and if you scan that code you will yeah. be redirected to the that nfh and that t will contain all the information about this particular wine it say what is the number of the bottle how it looks like that this is verified by an by an independent expert and so on and i think uh -huh. this is great because it gives us you know proof of ownership this is something that nfts will be used in the future so much like you can yeah. use it for intellectual rights i was reading about this startup here in berlin called molecule they are doing the ip rights through through the nft technology and having a marketplace with, with all of the crazy stuff like yeah. longevity molecule and stuff like that and also a lot of examples from from the real estate i heard that a lot of people are think like description of houses into nfts and when they're selling them you can have that ticket to share it for example with the next buyer like you you bought a house you want to sell it with profit yeah. in 10 years and you have that ledger you have the story of ownership in that one nft so things like that they're they're exciting because i believe that those simple things that will they will help to grow adoption because people use them in everyday life this is real use case yeah. you know this is simple this is approachable and, and great definitely great for for the industry yeah no no thank you for sharing that and i think that's really cool thank you for giving like a kind of like a macro view of you know what what we what we what we should be excited about and looking forward to so i'm, I'm glad no in terms of the crypto payments i'm really glad that i guess in terms of regulation because because i know a lot of people they they do care about the regulation side because they they just want to just make business as smooth and easy without any obstacles or issues on both the sides just trying to you know like hey just make the economy keep running smoothly you know so so I think that is that that is great. So I'm glad that because I think for me I'm more excited for like like the small businesses and regular people to start using crypto instead of you know dealing with you know the legal issues whether crypto is high risk and stuff because I seen that maybe more than a decade ago like when it comes to VPNs I remember VPNs was a high risk as equivalent to pornography and gambling which I thought was kind of lack of a better word kind of dumb but I, I guess there was this misunderstanding or 
it, there was maybe a, a lack of clarity of why privacy is needed. Like you do need privacy on a financial level too, because that's, you know, for protection and stuff. But I think it's good to, you know, get that education out there and level the playing field, you know? So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're almost coming close. I just have one last question, maybe an advice from you. Now, you know, you know, we got a lot of individuals, a lot of new people coming in says, hey, they want to accept crypto payments. So I guess that is if people will ask you, what advice would you give them, give for individuals and small businesses when it comes to accepting crypto payments? What if, I would, I'm not quite curious to ask. So it, when it goes to business, my advice is very simple. If you want to accept crypto payments, just go to LinkedIn and find Stanislav Havri Luke, add me to your friends list and oh, send right. me a demo call request. We'll do you a demo call of zone pay and we will show you how easy is accept crypto payments with only 0.5% fee for crypto and 1.1% for fiatis. So this is for businesses. So okay. for business, it's very, very simple right now. There are so many solutions in the market. You just go there, you have a demo call, the engineer helps you to do the integration. It's always very quick and boom, you can accept crypto to your e-commerce platform. I think this is something that everyone has to do. It's very yeah. easy to pay. I like services where you can pay with crypto because it's easier. Yeah. You just send a transaction instantly and there you have the confirmation your order is on for individuals the most important thing i believe one of the most important things aside of educating yourself is doing your own research for example you want to go and buy a new token don't follow the hype just read about the team that is behind that project go deep into their token see who is owning the stakes see what are investing and cliff periods for the tokens see what are the allocations and make your if you will find a token and you see that 90% of the tokens are held by one investor, probably it's not a good option for you because he can easily dump them and you will lose all of your money. Yeah. The same goes for choosing a government provider. If you want to go and use an exchange, make sure this is licensed exchange. This is exchange that has history, that has the team. This is not something that just appeared last, became yeah. big and then can disappear. We also so what happened in November with FTX. So I wouldn't recommend putting money in an unregulated entity, having an office for 20 people in Bahamas in a 40 million mansion. That doesn't sound smart. That's not good. Crypto is real money. You treat it as your capital. Why people do their research when they are buying stocks, but they don't do the research when they are buying memes? Because people are still thinking, okay, this is some funky thing. This is not real world stuff. This is like a cryptocurrency. It's not like US dollar or something. In yeah. fact, it's you need to do the same research. So all new people coming to this space, my advice is very simple. First of all, learn how everything works. Get to know the basics. And then before invest somewhere, do your own due diligence. At least going to the, uh, I don't know, Telegram, Discord, Reddit group, asking a bunch of reading the, pa the papers. This is something you have to do. It will definitely protect you and give you a little bit of more security to your funds. All right. No, that's good. No, I understand that. I think uh, those are those are definitely wise words, man. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure we're going to see, you know, more people are looking at looking for crypto solutions, crypto based solutions or blockchain based solutions, you know, to 
you know may, maybe to accept their sal- salary in crypto or maybe to do business with you know using crypto payments instead of you know other long tedious channels so I, i'm 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 excited about that so so yeah that's yeah i think that's yeah, that, i think that those are the only questions i have in mind but before we go what i mean may, maybe you might have i, I guess what do you want you know people to ask you you know, when it comes to crypto blockchain, because I'm sure, you know, like, you know, a lot of people ask a lot of the, you know, the regular questions, but I'm sure there are some important questions that people need to ask you feel which is important. Is there anything you have in mind or? Well, it really depends who's asking, you know, okay. if, if, if if we are talking about this is the one to accept crypto payments, maybe okay. they want to ask me about the offering and proposal for Zondapay. If we are talking about a fresh project that wants to list their token, they might want to ask how we are doing the listing and what kind of tokens we're listing on our exchange if this is a crypto user let's say from europe maybe they would want to ask me about what would be the future of cryptocurrency will okay. i don't know germany become the blockchain hub in europe for crypto and, and development or something like that so it would really it would really depend on with whom i'm having the conversation and on what level of let's say knowledge of crypto that person is if this is someone who's just entering we would be talking definitely about basics and I would be trying to highlight how good the crypto is. How, what are the real cases? What are the utilities? If we are talking with someone who is very knowledgeable in crypto, I would want to talk about some of the new cutting edge technology that's right now on them. Or maybe even tokens that I'm willing to invest in and do a joint due diligence with that person. Yeah, something like All right. That. Oh, okay, cool, cool. No, 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 fair. no, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we got like, I'm sure we, we have come across so many people from different backgrounds, which is great. I think it's just a testament of how how crypto is and how it's you know bringing people from all backgrounds to you know i guess the way i love to say it is you know join the revolution you know yeah. a peaceful a peaceful revolution let me put it that way so because i think personally for me i'm all about you know the, you know the free markets and you know like get, you know getting free people to conduct business in a free manner i think that's i, I think to me i i guess personally for me i'm more excited about you know how crypto is promoting ownership I think, you know, you know, coming up with, you know, new, you know, like new solutions, like, you know, what you just mentioned, right? The intellectual property or NFTs for, for wine or maybe some of the luxury items or payments. Hey, man, that, I mean, that itself, man, that itself is a, to positive to me, it's a big deal. I think making it easy for regular people to just accept crypto in a fast, easy or reliable way. I think positive for me is a game changer. So I, I, that's, that, that's my dream. So yeah. I hope it will become a reality. It should. I, I believe so. I think, I mean, we got some, I think things are getting much more exciting, even though with a lot of craziness going on. But I think this is a good opportunity for us to, I believe, to change the narrative, you know, from, I mean, what you mentioned about the MICA Act, like, you know, making it easier for, you know, crypto companies and even for end users to benefit from crypto. I, I, I think to me, that's, that, that's a, a good sign, honestly. Definitely. It is getting more mature. We are getting more protection. It's, it's, it's good for us. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, so before we go, just to h- how can people learn about Zonda and also how they can connect with you? Is it only to LinkedIn or, or do you have any other socials? You know. So as, as a person that values privacy, I have right. only one social media and this is All I right, don't nice. use other channels couple of years and you can reach <laughs> out to me there. I'm answering to who's sending me a message or it's Telegram. For Zonda, it's very easy. Go to Google type Zonda 
the global.com boom and you have it this is the website where everything is inside you will find our academy our centralized exchange with one of the best fees on the market and also on the pay so if people are interested in accepting crypto and getting getting payment getting payouts in crypto or euro we are happy to to help there awesome all right folks i'll leave the descriptions below i guess i'm pointing it right who knows doesn't matter i'll put it right there but anyways stan don't leave yet but hey fam we gotta go i'm excited to talk to stan and i love to learn more about how to get people to start accepting crypto so yeah i think this is a good topic for for all of us to learn and especially if you guys are just freelancers or small business owners or maybe you're trying to future-proof yourself i think hey crypto payments is one area to look for, look into so if you want to learn more hey stan is right there you can find him on linkedin and also zonda too but anyways we gotta go y'all be good y'all be safe we'll talk to you soon bye for now